2: As a uh, as a prelude, uh, you know, is it is it a week of uh, Memorial Day for some of us? My it might be. Well, I'm i uh, I'm your evening uh, entertainment and education here on WABC. I'm here to talk about you and what you look like, and your wrinkles and brown spots and earlobes that may be getting too big. How about that? Earlobes that are uh, are hanging down as you get older. We're here to talk about that. We're also here to talk about facelifts and eyelid lifts and skin care and breast augmentations. That's what this show is all about. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon, been host of this show for 13 years now, and uh, I'm here on Saturday evenings. And if this is the very first time you've ever tuned in, where have you been? Well, you can become part of the show by giving us a call 848 848. W-A-B-C, 800-848-9222. That is the number. If you uh, call in have a good question for me, we will send you a bottle of nighttime what is that stuff? You say, well, it's really all you need in a skincare program. I've created a, a pretty succinct skincare program. That means there's not a lot of wasted steps. You can go online and find, oh, programs that have six steps in the morning and eight steps in the evening. Who really is going to do that? I don't know anyone, not even my patients, not even my celebrity patients. They're just not going to do it and neither will you but you will do one step in the morning and one step in the evening and that's what my program is all about i've combined products combined ingredients the things that really make a difference so in my evening program that's what you're going to get today if you uh, if you give me a call it's nighttime and yeah it's nighttime that's what it's called there's vitamin C, vitamin A, fruit acids, and a lot of other good things, and none of the nonsense that you find in so many skin creams and uh, and things that are just unnecessary. So uh, give me a call, 800-848-WABC. If you listened last week, I started a discussion on lasers, and I really hope to get into more of that last week. But we had so many phone calls, and I love your calls, so we'll take them again tonight. Uh, but I really wanted to get into the discussion of lasers and what they can do for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, lasers have been around for a long time now. And in medicine, they came in in the late 1970s. You know, here we are in 2018. We think uh, they're so new. They're the buzzword, right, lasers? But really, uh, they are very strong devices that were invented well, over 50 years ago and first used in medicine in the late 1970s, I got my hands on a laser in 1981 at Harvard Medical School where I trained in surgery, and we had one of the very early Argon lasers, which they don't even have anymore. Uh, this thing took up half the room. Uh, had its own uh, refrigerated uh, uh mechanism air conditioning mechanism to keep the room cool because it was so big and generated so much heat now i have in my office lasers that sit on a desktop you know like your uh, your little computer on the desktop that's how big the lasers are now they're really quite remarkable so we're going to talk about the lasers for hair removal for wrinkle removal for tattoo removal for vascular removal. What's that? Those are the capillaries, the red lines and marks on your face and on your legs. And we're going to talk about intense pulse light, which is not quite laser, but sort of. So during the show, we are going to do all those things. Uh, But before we get to that, uh, we did mention last week about these home devices. And, And, you know, not to be repetitive, but I got a lot of emails during the week about one home device or another home device, you know, so I'm just going to refer you to the Journal of Dermatologic Surgery. It's one of the big journals out there. And they reviewed all of these home devices very recently, and they really found that uh, there's just not a lot of evidence to support the use of these home lasers. So when you go out and buy one of these things and spend four or $500 on them and expect to get hair removal or, or all sort of hair growth, how about that one? They've got lasers that, that will grow hair. Maybe. I don't think so. But uh, they're out there. You can buy those. So when you go and spend your hard-earned money, realize that there's really not a lot of science to them. And when we talk about science, I'm not talking about one person that says they got a good result with something. We can find that with anything. You can find someone that ate asparagus and, and, you know, got... Less wrinkles the next week. Someone will come out there and say something like that. That's not science. That's called an anecdote. And real scientists know the difference between anecdotes and science. Science is based on real studies, what are called randomized controlled studies, double blind studies. These are the buzzwords, but these are what distinguish real science from uh, fake science. I guess in uh, 2018, that might be uh, what we call it, right? Fake science, like fake news. But, uh, But really science that uh, is not. And just because something is FDA approved doesn't mean it actually works. And isn't that interesting? Uh, But it doesn't. It just means that it's substantially similar to something else out there. So uh, when you buy these home devices, be careful, because for the most part, if they have the right science, then they just don't have the right power. And what that means is the real lasers out there, are uh, are very powerful instruments. I can take paint off the side of a house with a CO2 laser that's designed for your wrinkles and in fact that is exactly how CO2 lasers were first used. They were uh, they were used to take paint off of ships. Can you imagine that? And now we're uh, taking skin off of you oh my goodness To uh, to actually create a little bit of a wound and then create shrinkage of the skin, generation of collagen. And that's how the CO2 lasers, which really do work and have been around since uh, the 1990s, how they work. And I have one in my office, and it's called a, a CO2 laser. It, it, uh, I can set the laser at either the full mode where we actually remove your upper layer of skin, creating a wound. It has profound effects but not too many people like that anymore because you go through a period of, of several weeks of healing. You have to hide, but when you heal, your, your skin is smoother. Your skin is less wrinkled, uh, but it's red. It's red for quite a while, as long as three months. And in fact, I've had patients even longer than that. So you have to be prepared for that. That's The granddaddy of the laser procedures, the CO2 laser, which we don't do too much anymore because now we have these these modes called the fractionated modes. So, you know, there's lasers with brand names like Fraxel you might have heard of. Uh, but there are others also, and I have one that does the fractionated mode, and all that means is that some of the skin is left intact. It doesn't remove the entire level uh, layer of skin, and uh, kind of like drills holes in the skin. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Uh, but that's what we're really doing, allowing healing in between the uh, uh, intact skin, between the healing holes. In the end, The deeper we go, the more holes we actually make in the skin. Oh, this sounds great. You're going to stay home now after you hear this. But this is the fact of life. All these machines are designed to create some sort of an injury. And when they create an injury, you heal that injury just like you did, as I said last week, 10,000 years ago. If you were burned uh, by something, you heal that injury by shrinking the skin. So when we do it with a laser... We get shrinkage of the skin, and your your wrinkles are less. So we set the fractionated laser at different depths and different strengths, and we can alter the effect. So you can have basically a facial, an exfoliating facial. You come in. I want to look better for tonight. We zap your skin, and there's no wound, no result with the wrinkle reduction, but you look a little better because it's exfoliating. It exfoliates. So that's the the most superficial setting on the laser, or we can go all the way down with the laser to uh, actually reducing, uh, removing skin and creating a wound. So let's uh, let's take a phone call now. Sheila, we've got Sheila on the line from Staten Island. What can I do for you? What is your wrinkle?
1: Yes, Dr. Perry. Uh, my question is, you have often mentioned regarding the skin uh, does not need uh, any moisturizer because it generates... Its own sebum, which is uh, a natural moisturizer, and also uh, it's a protectant against uh, toxins from the uh, from around you. Now, um, my question is: Does that mean we should not wash our face as often as we should, because we would be washing away that sebum? Um, well
2: well sheila that 's a good question and, and remember it 's a complicated question because we live in a civilized society, so Sheila yeah, you know, we were not meant to wash. The only time ten thousand years ago we were meant to get into the water at all was to maybe find a fish, right? you know, so that we can eat. But we're we're as mammals, as humans, we weren't meant to wash off that layer of goo on our skin. So uh, I suppose if you went back in a time machine and found uh, people, you know, a few hundred years ago or a few thousand years ago, their skin was pretty greasy and fairly dirty. And you're right, that sebum—that's what we make. uh it has a lot of nice properties. There's antibacterial properties and antifungal properties, and the, it actually repels insects. Wow. Wow, and it also mm-hmm. attracts mates with things called pheromones, but Sheila, if you follow the uh, i guess that 's the paleo skin uh, approach right if you follow that you 're not not going to have too many friends <laughs> because you 'll smell pretty bad <laughs> you, you will you 'll smell bad you 'll look bad, and uh, you know we live in a civilized society, so we 're going to take care of ourselves we, uh, we wear clean clothing we we wash our face, and so my attitude is we do want to wash our face. As, especially, you know, if you live in the city or on a farm and uh, almost anything in between because there are toxic chemicals in the air. When you walk the streets, when you walk to my office on Fifth Avenue, uh, the buses go by and uh, there's all sorts of stuff and there's this steam that comes out of the streets. You, You know the story in New York. And you get home at night. And if you take a cloth and and just wipe it on your face, there's going to be some dirt, and there's also going to be some oil. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Stay on the line, Sheila. 800-848-9222. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your products, Dr. Perry? Here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps skin care very simple. A study showed my products reduced the appearance of wrinkles over 20% by 12 weeks. Protect your skin in the morning with daytime, nourish your skin in the evening with nighttime, and wash your face and even remove most makeup with my non-toxic clean time soap. WABC listeners, for one month only... I'm offering my basic skincare kit at half price. You'll get all three products for $55 plus shipping. Go to drperry's.com. That's d r p e r r y s.com, or give us a call at 844 DR PERRY. Use the WABC50 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m. right here on WABC.
3: Brian from 1-800-GOT-JUNK We make junk disappear Anytime Anywhere We show up wearing snappy, happy uniforms In clean, shiny trucks You're going to feel like you have a brand new house Big and clean Spacious and open Happy and cheerful Full of light We're happy to crawl through your attic And dig through your basement We're the world's largest full-service junk removal company We make junk disappear All you have to do is point Point at a sleeper sofa Gone. Point at a beat-up old garden shed. Gone. Point at a big old freezer. Gone. Point at the neighbor's dog that won't quit barking. And we'll politely ask him to improve his attitude. We work until midnight, seven days a week. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit one 800 godjunkcom 77
0: WABC.
2: I've cut way back on salt.
4: And I eat lots of salmon and broccoli. I exercise to lower my blood pressure. (laughs) Because you're so stressed. Because I try to do everything I can to be around, for me and for you. When we take care of our own hearts, we're also taking care of the people closest to us. So it's comforting to know that R W J Barnabas Health has New Jersey's most comprehensive cardiac care program. With access to top specialists, minimally invasive heart surgery options and rehabilitation and wellness programs that strengthen and protect hearts. We're also home to the state's most experienced valve replacement team, and we're one of the nation's top five heart transplant centers. So get your heart checked. It's as easy as visiting rwjbh.org heart for an appointment. I plan on being around for us a long, long time. Me too. Your heart doesn't beat just for you. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together.
0: 77 WABC.
1: You're listening to What's Your
0: Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry.
2: What's your wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We've got Sheila on the line. Are you still there, Sheila? Uh, Maybe we have her.
1: Just one more question. Now, I do understand how it's necessary because we live in New York and it gets... Very dirty, so we have to clean, uh, but just for the sake of information, is this sebum also helpful uh, against wrinkles?
2: Uh, no evidence whatsoever, absolutely not okay. it has nothing to do that your oil production has nothing to do with uh, with the wrinkles, and it won 't protect you, and neither will moisturizer so so many people think oh, I put moisturizer on my skin. I've been told to do that since age 14, and and my mother did it, my grandmother did it, and it's going to help wrinkles. No, it's not. Not going to help at all. As a matter of fact, the reason I'm not the biggest fan of moisturizer, and, and take this from a guy who makes a moisturizer. You know, I have a product. It's called Soft Time. It's a great moisturizer. I made it because my wife wouldn't give up her moisturizer. So I wanted to make at least the best moisturizer I could if you're going to use it. But the fact is, if you use moisturizer and and do not use sunscreen, you actually get more sun damage because you naturally make a kind of a sheen on your skin that, that reflects some of the light. When you moisturize, you actually absorb more light. So in some ways, moisturizer is worse than not having moisturizer unless you use the sunscreen, all right? So, oh. Sheila, uh, the answer is you should wash your face, in my opinion, twice a day, once with an exfoliant, uh, that means a washcloth or or loofah pad or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not in favor of the abrasive soaps, however. Wash your face once with and one without. Well, uh, thank you for the call, Sheila, but we do have to get to our guest on our, our busy line. So today uh, we have a guest from uh, St. Barnabas uh, and I want to talk to you about Mark Russo. He is a cardiac surgeon, internationally known. He's an expert in heart disease, heart valve disease, and he's an attending at Newark Beth Israel Center, which is an RWJ Barnabas health facility. And he's the director of the Center for Aortic Diseases. He'll tell you what an aorta is in a minute. He's the director of Cardiothoracic Surgery Research. He's the director of structural heart disease wow a lot of titles dr russo is also an assistant professor of surgery at rutgers new jersey medical school and he specializes he's a clinician he's out there every day helping you with your complex aorta and valve surgery dr russo are you there i am well i want to thank you for taking time on your saturday evening (laughs) cardiac surgeons are busy guys and i know you are so let's get right to it what's aortic stenosis what is that disease
5: Uh, So the aortic valve, it's one of the four valves in the heart. The normal size of the aortic valve is about the size of a half dollar. In patients with aortic stenosis, uh, the valve uh, becomes narrow. It can become the size of a dime or even smaller. The aortic valve sits between the main pumping chamber of the heart called the left ventricle and the main blood vessel in the body called the aorta. So all the blood in the body needs to flow through that. That valve. The purpose of the heart valves is to make sure blood only moves forward. Um, but in the case of aortic stenosis, the valve is actually narrowed, so it restricts blood flow. It literally creates a bottleneck, so blood can't get to the other places in the body that it needs to go. Uh, that can cause fatigue for patients, shortness of breath, um, chest pain. In more advanced cases, patients develop ha- heart failure-like symptoms. They can pass out, and ultimately, if aortic uh, stenosis goes untreated, uh, people un- unfortunately die from this problem.
2: Well, what causes uh, aortic stenosis? Is it uh, just something that's inevitable or yeah. cigarette smoking uh, contribute?
5: You know, it's, it's interesting. Aortic stenosis is largely a disease of aging uh, and genetics. There's no known modifiable risk factors. That is, there's nothing that the patient could do to pre- prevent it. There's nothing that they did to cause it. Unlike most other cardiovascular disease, it's not associated with smoking or high cholesterol or, or high blood pressure. Uh, again, it's just a, it's a product of aging and, uh, and genetics.
2: All right, so how common is it? How many people have it, and how do you, as a cardiac surgeon, fix it?
5: Yeah, unfortunately, it's extremely common. Uh, about 1.5 million people in the U.S. Uh, suffer from aortic stenosis. About 250,000 of those people uh, should have it treated. Um, it's, uh, it still is a disease that's undertreated. Probably only about a half to two-thirds of the patients who uh, should undergo treatment actually, actually get treatment, and uh, that's particularly unfortunate because we have good options. Um, the, the traditional way to fix it is with open heart surgery, um, and in fact, as a as a heart surgery, or I'm sorry, as a heart surgeon, uh, aortic valve replacement, um, which is the is the gold standard for, for fixing aortic stenosis. That's one of the best operations that I can offer a patient. Um, but um, more recently, we've dealt, developed new technologies that, that actually don't require us to make an incision in the chest. So uh, there's a procedure called uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or called TAVR. Uh, that's been developed over the past uh, ten or fifteen years. That has uh, completely changed the way that that, that we treat patients. Uh, with with heart surgery, you can imagine we make an incision in the chest. We use the heart lung machine. We cut out the old valve. Uh, we put in a new one. And again, that's a great operation. And for many people, that is uh, that is the best option. Uh, with TAVR, the the catheter based option, we actually don't stop the heart. Um, we are able to. We, able to replace the valve through a puncture in the groin, um, it's actually the, the so, and we don't cut out the, we don't cut out the valve. It's the, it's the calcium in the valve that causes the aerosinosis that holds the new valve in place. That procedure only takes about 30 minutes or an hour. Uh, in our experience, uh, well more than half the patients actually go home the next day. Uh, frequently people, we do the uh, procedure with patients awake um, and often talking to us, and as soon as uh, the valve's in place, typically patients say that they feel better.
2: Oh, That's really, really quite amazing. Uh, my guest this evening is Dr. Mark Russo, who's a cardiac surgeon at uh, Beth Israel in Newark, one of the great hospitals in New Jersey. So, so Dr. Russo, now we're talking about these uh, these new, I guess you call them newfangled heart valves that go in through your groin, just an amazing concept where you don't have to make a big incision in the chest. So this is what uh, we call a TAVR surgery. And, and now you said that patients are going home the very same day?
5: Uh, they typically go home the next day. You know, many of the patients probably could go home the same day. We keep them overnight uh, to, to be safe. We re- did replace the heart valve. But, but, again, there's essentially no recovery from the procedure because it's just a puncture in the groin. There's no incisions. Um, and, like I said, patients, as soon as the procedure is over, they say that they feel better. Um, their, their symptoms often uh, improve um, in, in a matter of, of hours or, or at least in a matter of days.
2: All right, so, so they feel better, and, uh, and I guess that means they can walk longer distances because with aortic stenosis, I guess people have a hard time even walking from their door to the car, correct?
5: Yeah, so one of the most common symptoms is fatigue and shortness of breath. Um, what's, what's really satisfying about treating people with aortic stenosis is that um, fixing their heart valve, replacing their heart valve in the setting of aortic stenosis, patients not only feel better, um, it improves their functional status, but it also prolongs their life, and that's true across um, variety of different age ranges and and regardless of, of many other comorbidities, um, aortic stenosis is is one of the most well-studied diseases that we have in cardiovascular disease now. And we've shown uh, through a variety of different studies, high level in the last um, in the last seven or eight years, there's been seven primary New England Journal articles that have studied uh, treating uh, aortic stenosis with. With transcatheter valves in and surgery, and, and pretty much uniformly showed that there's dramatic improvements um, uh, across a variety of patients, again, regardless of age or, or other comorbidities.
2: Yes, yeah, so, so I know that when this procedure, this TAVR procedure, first came out, you had to be pretty sick and pretty old to get those valves. Uh, that's changing now, isn't it?
5: Absolutely. So, as you said, when, it, when we first um, introduced this technology, uh, we trialed it in patients who really didn't have any other option, patients who were not surgical candidates. Uh, and in that patient population, so patients who were not considered candidates for open heart surgery but had aortic stenosis that needed to be fixed, uh, we compared medical therapy versus the transcatheter approach. And at one year, there was an absolute survival benefit of 20%, um, with the transcatheter option. And when you think of all the studies that you'll see in the, in your medical career, certainly all the studies I'll see in my medical career that show an absolute survival benefit of 20% at one year, uh, that's almost unheard of. So it was, uh, really an astounding finding, and based on that, we started um, looking to expand the num- the types of patients that we could offer it to uh, patients who uh, were still high risk but uh, for open heart surgery but were candidates for open heart surgery uh, and It was shown to be better than surgery uh, for those patients and then uh, in, in, in lower risk patients so we actually just completed a, a trial that included sixty five sites in the u s to look at uh, Patients who are considered low risk for open heart surgery uh, to compare TAVR to surgery, and the results of those study uh, that study is not available yet. But I suspect that it's going to show that TAVR is at least as good as surgery. Um, and so, really, at this point, uh, for the overwhelming majority of patients, TAVR is a is a is a viable option.
2: Wow, and it's really an exciting development, I think. Uh, I, I suppose I certainly would rather, I know you're a, sur- a cardiac surgeon, you love to operate, you love to make those big incisions, but it's such a nice thing if uh, you can present patients with an option where you can go home the next day and have a little uh, puncture in your groin and get your cardiac, get your aortic valve uh, replaced. So tell me now, at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center, what are some of the other conditions that you take care of?
5: Uh, so, I do, as you said, I do conventional open-heart surgery. I do catheter-based procedures. Uh, I do heart transplants. We have one of the largest heart transplant programs, actually, in the country. We have the only lung transplant program in the state of New Jersey. Uh, we have the only pediatric program. So we have a lot of uh, high-end, specialized cardiovascular services, which I think is one of the things that makes the, the hospital so unique, certainly uh, unique in, in the state of New Jersey.
2: All right. So now if, uh, if someone listening out there now has the diagnosis of aortic stenosis, what advice would you give that, that that person? What what's the right time to be operated on? Uh,
5: conventionally, the people should be treated when when they have symptoms. But I think at this point, it's even reasonable to to be evaluated before uh, the symptoms arrive. We're actually doing. There's a national study going on looking at treating patients again um, w- without symptoms. The 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 conventional treatment is the conventional uh, approach is to wait till patients develop symptoms, but the the therapies have gotten so good that we actually believe that treating people earlier is likely to provide benefits So if people have it, severe aortic stenosis or even moderate aortic stenosis, they should probably be evaluated by a, a heart valve expert. Again, there's great options. Um, you know, as you alluded to, I'm trained as a as a heart surgeon, and and that makes up a significant percentage of my practice. But uh, I also do catheter based procedures. From my perspective, I want to see the patient get the the best therapy for them you know if it's if it's acupuncture aromatherapy that's the best thing for for aerosinosis and that's what we should be offering the patients but um there we we have great therapies to to treat people and um and they should certainly pursue them um, and as you alluded to in the past there were patients who were considered too high risk for any therapy and and there are certainly people who uh probably have other comorbidities that may present, prevent them from from benefiting but from from treatment, but the overwhelming majority of patients at this point, uh, there are good options for them, and and, and, is a and Mark. Is a uh, unfortunately,
2: technology. the clock's going to pull us away. But I, I want to thank you so much for taking uh, time on Saturday uh, evening here, Mark Russo, MD, great surgeon at uh, Saint Barnabas, uh, RWJ Barnabas Health. Thanks so much. I've cut way back on salt,
4: and I eat lots of salmon and broccoli. I exercise to lower my blood pressure. (laughs) Because you're so stressed. Because I try to do everything I can to be around for me and for you. When we take care of our own hearts, we're also taking care of the people closest to us. So it's comforting to know that RWJ Barnabas Health has New Jersey's most comprehensive cardiac care program with access to top specialists, minimally invasive heart surgery options, and rehabilitation and wellness programs that strengthen and protect hearts. We're also home to the state's most experienced valve replacement team, and we're one of the nation's top 5 heart transplant centers. So get your heart checked. It's as easy as visiting rwjbh.org/heart for an appointment. I plan on being around for us a long, long time. Me too. Your heart doesn't beat just for you. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together.
0: WABC, New York. Introducing the Flex Collection from Van Heusen. From the brand that brought you the revolutionary Flex Collar shirt comes a whole range of innovative sports shirts, polos, fleece zip-ups, sweaters, and pants, all that give them the freedom to move. Whether it's 360 natural stretch fabric, a flexing waistband, or a collar that stretches up to half an inch, one thing is certain. Uncomfortable clothing just became history. Experience expandable comfort from Van Heusen. Shop the collection now at Kohl's, JCPenney, and Amazon. The Flex Collection from Van Heusen. Your welcome
3: i'm brian from 1-800-GOT-JUNK we make junk disappear anytime anywhere we show up wearing snappy happy uniforms in clean shiny trucks you're going to feel like you have a brand new house big and clean spacious and open happy and cheerful full of light We're happy to crawl through your attic and dig through your basement. We're the world's largest full-service junk removal company. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Point at a sleeper sofa. Gone. Point at a beat-up old garden shed. Gone. Point at a big old freezer. Gone. Point at the neighbor's dog that won't quit barking. And we'll politely ask him to improve his attitude. We work until midnight seven days a week. Call 1 800 God Junk or visit 1 800 GodJunk.com. 1
0: 877 Cars for Kids, K A R S Cars for Kids. 1 877 Cars for Kids, donate your car today. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate, visit us online at CarsFids.com. Remember, that's Cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and
6: maximum tax deduction.
3: Also accepting boats, motorcycles, RVs, and real estate donations.
0: 77 WABC Sunday nights at 10. Get ready to get ahead with Mind Your Business. This is Yitzhak Saflas, host of Mind Your Business. Hey, this is Jeffrey Hazlett,
5: and I'm taking over Mind Your Business from Yitzhak Saflas. This week, I've got Michael Williams, a global leader in sports and media, and he's the new president of the NFL
0: Experience in Times Square. So join us right here. Visit mybradio.com to listen to past interviews. Mind Your Business. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m. 77 W.A.B.C.
1: You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's your
0: wrinkle?
2: And what is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is a show about you, and I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you learn something from the show. But remember... I'm not your doctor. Unless you come and see me, then I am your doctor. (laughs) But on the radio, I'm uh, entertaining, I'm educating you, but I'm not treating your specific problem. So if you do have a problem and you listen to me on the radio and you alter your therapy, you can't do that. You have to see your own doctor and uh, and do it the right way. I'm just the guy on the radio unless I'm your doctor. All right, we've got uh, Pamela on the line. What can I do for you, Pamela?
1: It's about um, using Botox for like your frown lines because I have a friend who did something a couple about a year and a half ago or so, and she said one eyebrow she was not able to move it, you know, like lift lift that eyebrow too well anymore, and it seemed to have stayed a little lower than the other one. So my concern was, if you can you ever have some kind of nerve nerve damage from any kind of injection like that.
2: Uh, from Botox. So, so your, your friend, your friend, it's always the friend, but it's always okay. So your friend had Botox. Now, a lot of people tell me, well, it's my friend, but it's me, but alright.
3: No, no, I'd if like we... to try it.
2: <laughs> alright, let me tell you about Botox. First of all, uh, one of the issues when we do Botox for the forehead, and by the way, those of you who don't know what Botox is, who doesn't know what Botox is now? It's so popular. Something like six and a half million people had Botox last year. It is really very popular. Most common cosmetic procedure we do in plastic surgery or dermatology. So, Botox is a great drug, and the way it works is it paralyzes the muscles. And wherever I inject it, it will paralyze the muscles. So there's an art to injecting it just the right way. And plastic surgeons have been doing this now for almost 20 years. I've been doing Botox, I guess, uh, it's 21 years. 1997, I started doing Botox. Uh, There's a real art to putting it just in the right spots so that we get just the right effect. We paralyze muscles and decrease wrinkles. Now, If you are chronically holding up your eyebrows because you have extra skin on your upper eyelids, and so many people do that, that's why a lot of people get those horizontal lines of the forehead because they're holding up their brows. And the plastic surgeon needs to look at you, examine you. I have people close their eyes, try to get them to relax their forehead, and I like to see exactly the position of the brow without you bringing it up without you lifting it and creating those wrinkles. And usually it's it's possible for me to make the observation just what position it is and what the effect of the Botox will be because if you're chronically holding your brows up and your brows really have a lower position, when I Botox that muscle, they may drop. And it's, it's variable, I have to say. Now, sometimes it just drops a little bit. And you look at it and say, well, that's that's fine. I still look much better without those wrinkles. But sometimes your brows drop a significant amount, and then you look like you have extra skin on your upper eyelids, and some people would rather have the wrinkles of the forehead than the extra skin skin of the upper eyelids. So, you know, that has to be discussed in advance with patients. Now, the good thing about Botox is also the bad thing about Botox. It only lasts about four months. And the average, uh, the range is anywhere from two to six months, and uh, I really very rarely would meet a, a person that gets more than six months out of it. Sometimes if they've had Botox for years and years, we'll get eight months or, or even a little bit longer. I do have some patients that just come in once a year. People have been doing Botox for over a decade, but usually it's four months. So in answer to your question, can it cause permanent damage? I've never seen that. I've never seen it in the literature. Uh, You know, we should only be so lucky that we do one injection and really have a permanent result. You know, (laughs) a lot of people would like that. But it can't happen, uh, and, and that's because of the mechanism of action of Botox. And when I say Botox, by the way, it's kind of a generic term now, but there's also Xeomin. Uh, that's another company, and there's also Dysport. And my understanding is that there's going to be one or two more of those Botox-like products coming out next year. So it's going to be a crowded field. But, but the answer to your question is, uh, no, it's not going to cause permanent damage, and here's what I would bet. Now, I always take photographs of my patients before I do any procedure on them. And a lot of people really do not study their faces before their procedures, but everybody studies their face after the procedure. So it's really very important to document just how someone uh, looked before we do any procedure, whether it's as small as Botox or as big as a facelift. We want to document just what you have. And I always point out to people their asymmetries beforehand. So your friend may have already had uneven eyebrows beforehand. But it wasn't until they really dropped with the Botox that she noticed that they were really asymmetrical when the Botox wore off. Probably, not definitely, but that's what I suspect, Pam.
1: I see. Um, Usually, um, can you just um, have more than one treatment when you first start with Botox, or can you get away with just one treatment the first time?
6: sure
2: what you're asking about one treatment. So Botox is a temporary treatment. Remember, it only lasts about four months on average. So my average patient who likes the result of Botox, and that's almost everybody, comes in three times a year, every four months, to maintain the effect. So when it starts to wear off, or most people really, they kind of chart this, and and women know when it's going to wear off after a a one or two, just like you know when your period is going to come. So. People come in usually a few days or a week before they expect the Botox to wear off. We maintain the effect, and that way the muscle doesn't have a chance to recover. And that way... When we do it that way, the wrinkles really go away because there's two components of the wrinkle. There's the wrinkle that's created from the pull of the muscle, but then there's the wrinkle of the skin that's there even without the muscle pulling. And I can, with Botox, get rid of the wrinkle that's created from the pull of the muscle, but only your body on your forehead can get rid of the wrinkle that is there when the muscle is not pulling. And it does that actually by healing it in to a certain extent. I mean, there are some tricks that we have, uh, some uh, things like Ulthera, and now I'm putting these stitches in underneath the wrinkles. Uh, they're uh, dissolving stitches, and they cause a generation of collagen. Uh, so there are some things that can be done. But for the most part, uh, you know, Botox just treats that muscle. All right, Pamela?
1: Do you get one or do you get multiple the first time?
2: Oh okay that's your question. so that's so correct. here's how I do it now there's differences differences in technique and it is actually interesting uh because people who are sort of new to botox that's doctors who take those 2 hour courses they're taught uh that for the the lines between the brows for instance those 11 lines they call them uh they're taught to give five injections. And you know why they're taught that? They're taught that because when Botox first got its FDA approval, they had a very standardized study done that showed that it was correct, uh, that it worked properly. Sorry. And uh, when they did that, they were only allowed to advertise using Botox in that manner. And so then they taught it in that manner. But that's kind of senseless in my opinion. What we want to do I do artistic Botox. So for the muscles of the forehead, just for those uh, vertical lines, I'll often do 20 injections, little tiny injections into the muscle. We use Amla cream, which is an anesthetic cream on your forehead. And for the most part, it doesn't hurt. They're little tiny needles. In fact, they're smaller than any needle for any vaccine you've ever had because they're made very specifically for Botox. For those of you who are in medicine, they're a 33-gauge needle we use. Those are really tiny. So um, we, uh, we inject, and I inject. I kind of pepper the, uh, the Botox. I call it a little micro-Botox technique in the forehead, in the muscle. I have you move your muscle, so I see really where it is. Uh, And I place it where it is needed, not where, you know, that protocol with five injections uh, uh, says to put it. And that makes more sense. And it gives you a much more natural result. All right, Pam?
1: Well, thank you very much for all your time.
2: Uh, You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. And this is Dr. Arthur Perry. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle? Right here on WABC. The phone number, 800-848-9222, 800 848 W-A-B-C. So we were talking about tattoos before we started talking about Botox and uh, and the lasers that remove tattoos, and they've been around for probably about 20 or so years. Uh, but, boy, I'll tell you, you look on the streets of New York and uh, the beaches uh, of Long Island and the Jersey Shore, which you're about to go to in another couple days, believe it or not. There's going to be sun and it's going to be warm. Uh, you'll see all those tattoos, and many of those, were considered mistakes. (laughs) You know, I always say the decision to get a tattoo is between you and your mother. Uh, It should be safe, and in my opinion... The uh, tattoos are not uniformly safe, but that's a whole different discussion. That's because of the sterility of pigment and the possibility of transmission of disease. But let's put all that aside, and let's figure, okay, you've already gotten your tattoo. So now it's the next morning, and you're looking at this thing. The alcohol has worn off. (laughs) Uh, Well, what can I say? So many. I've had people come in the very next day to my office with these brand-new tattoos, and the mother drags the kid in. Uh, get this thing off. And, uh, you know, and then I've had people 20 years later and they say, what was I thinking when I was 20 and now I'm 40 and look at this thing. It's on my wrist. It's on my, uh, right behind my ear. It's visible. I can't hide it with, uh, any clothing. What can I do? Well, there are solutions and we're going to talk about what's called a Q-switched laser, in just a few minutes when we come back from our break. The laser that can remove tattoos, and we've got it in our office, and we are removing tattoos, but with limitations, 800-848-922 is the phone number. Give us a call. We'll be back after these words. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Some people just need a change in their skincare, but for others, Botox, wrinkle fillers, Altera, or the new InstaLift might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you, and we'll alter your photographs to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WABC.
3: Brian from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. Anytime. Anywhere. We show up wearing snappy, happy uniforms. In clean, shiny trucks. You're going to feel like you have a brand new house. Big and clean. Spacious and open. Happy and cheerful. Full of light. We're happy to crawl through your attic. And dig through your basement. We're the world's largest full-service junk removal company. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Point at a sleeper sofa. Gone. Point at a beat-up old garden shed. Gone. Point at a big old freezer. Gone. Point at the neighbor's dog that won't quit barking. And we'll politely ask him to improve his attitude. We work until midnight, seven days a week. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit one 800 godjunkcom
0: 77 WABC.
2: Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your products, Dr. Perry? Here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps skin care very simple. A study showed my products reduced the appearance of wrinkles over 20% by 12 weeks. Protect your skin in the morning with daytime. Nourish your skin in the evening with nighttime. And wash your face and even remove most makeup with my non-toxic clean time soap. WABC listeners, for one month only... I'm offering my basic skincare kit at half price. You'll get all three products for $55 plus shipping. Go to drperrys.com. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or give us a call at 844 Dr. Perry. Use the W A B C 50 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on W A B C. 77 W A B C.
1: You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's,
0: What's
2: your wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, host of this show, the one you're listening to right now, which is the Plastic Surgery Show right here on WABC and the Skin Care and the Dermatology Show. Those are the topics we uh, talk about. And we add in a little general health things. We talked about aortic stenosis with a great guest from uh, the Barnabas Health today. So uh, I'm here for you. I'm here to answer your questions, 800 848 WABC, and we were talking about tattoos, and uh, maybe the mistake tattoo, or uh, you know, maybe you're just tired of it. You know, it's been been around a long time. I always say. You know, if someone told me that I was going to wear the pair of pants or the tie that I'm wearing today for the next 40 years, I'd say, of course, we're not going to do that. But that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> if you get a tattoo, you are stuck with that tie for the rest of your life or or that kerchief or that shirt. And, you know, so but. What can I say? People are getting these things, but they're also coming to people like me, plastic surgeons or dermatologists, to have these things blasted off. So, so there's something called a Q-switched YAG laser. Wow. A lot of fancy names, right? Uh, there are different types of lasers that we were talking about, but this one is one that can remove certain colors of tattoo pigment. Now, it does best with black. That's the best one. If you're going to get a tattoo, if you're drunk out there and you you absolutely, you know, you don't know what you're doing, get the black tattoo. (laughs) Because if you get the uh, ones with many colors, boy, they're even harder to remove. Uh, I'm not suggesting you get drunk and get a tattoo. I'm kidding. So, uh, but certainly the ones that are the easiest are the black tattoos or the dark blue tattoos. Uh, They can come off, um, you know, reasonably well. Uh, with the laser. But what's the laser actually doing? The laser is actually heating up the pigment in the cells, so your cells devour that tattoo pigment. And the laser light gets uh, specifically to that pigment, and it heats it up and blasts it. So it's actually killing the cells that contain the pigment. It blasts it and disperses it, and then other cells pick it up. So that's why it takes many treatments, because first it does it, and you get a little blurriness to the tattoo, and they do it again a month later, and it's more blurry, and it gradually uh, blurs to the point that it's hard to see. So how many treatments does it take? Well, you know, it depends on how much pigment you have, what position it was uh, placed in, whether it's a professional tattoo or a homemade tattoo. The homemade ones actually do better with uh, the laser because the pigment is usually more superficial. Uh, So there's a lot of different factors that come into play. Uh, It's a minimum of three treatments. And there is no maximum. You know, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's nine. It depends. And everybody is left with a little bit of ghosting. And what is that? That means when we, we heat up this pigment, it also heats up the pigment in your melanocytes and depigments your skin. So, you know, this is a fact of life. What we're really doing is uh, we're not erasing the uh, the tattoo. I wish we could just absolutely erase it. You can't do that yet. Uh, not with the current technology and not with the pigments that are being used. Uh, but we can make the the tattoo much less obvious so that you can cover with maybe a traditional makeup as opposed to a dermablend makeup. Uh, you know, that's, that's really what it's all about. Don't go into the plastic surgeon thinking you're just going to get the thing off. So there was a study uh, about a year, about a year and a half ago that looked at the laser that I have, uh, the specific, this Q-switched YAG laser, and uh, they looked at uh, 12 people with the uh, tattoos, and they got about, uh, uh, they called it about a 64% improvement in the tattoo, you know, based on the appearance and measuring the amount of pigment after three treatments. You say, well, that's not gone. Yeah, but it's a lot li- a lot lighter and easier to cover. That's with three treatments. So, uh, you know, the blue, black, yes. The red, yes. The ones that are the worst are the green tattoos. Those are very difficult. And my laser will not, will, will not help that at all. You have to find the real laser laser gurus that own these $200,000 lasers that are very specific for the green pigment. And, you know, there's probably one or two in New York and maybe one in New Jersey. Uh, but if you've got a traditional tattoo, the, uh, the uh, YAG laser can do that. All right, Cheryl, you've been hanging on the line for a long time. What can I do for you? What your wrinkle?
6: Yes. Um, good evening, doctor. Thank you for taking my call. Um, and you have a great program. I must say your love of your profession comes through in your voice and it's great. Thank um Thank you. Sir, I am um, wondering if you do multiple treatments at one time meaning if I was to come into you and you were recommending um a surgery and I have lines over my lips, I probably need Botox, uh maybe some age spots, I even have a scar, but it's not anything terrible. I was just wondering if it if these items can be addressed at one time or is it multiple visits and is there an order that you like to go in
2: well it all depends cheryl it it really does so so i used to do a lot of non-invasives in the operating room at the same time that i did the facelift uh but here's what happens Uh, when we do filler uh You know, I've developed my technique and I've talked about it on the show, uh, for, you know, many, many times. And it's a, it's a technique that's fairly time consuming. I spend about an hour with you. It's a very artistic technique. I use these little micro droplets of filler. Uh, and, you know, I look from different angles, and I shine the light in different ways, and we, we fill the wrinkles around the lips and the nasolabial folds and the marionette lines and the lips themselves and the, and the jowls and, and, you know, so all sorts of uh, uh, injections. And, in fact, I do. My nurse stopped counting one day. I think she was up to like 400 injections, oh you know. But I numb you up so it doesn't hurt. So my right. technique is such that if we did it in the operating room, when you're lying down, um, when there's a clock that is ticking and you're paying by the minute for operating room time and anesthesiologist time, you know, we're going to do it much faster, unfortunately. So the doctor right. is going to do, not take an hour, is definitely not going to take an hour and do a filler and sit you up and all that. Uh, so what's going to happen is I think you'll get an inferior result from filler if you have it in the operating room. So I don't do that anymore in the operating room. I do it either before or after. That's filler. And really, uh, you know, when we talk about Botox, I'll tell you an anecdote. Remember we talked about science or anecdotes? I'll tell you an anecdote that I saw. Uh, this is probably about 10 years ago, and I I think uh, I believe in some article that I was in in USA Today, I talked about this uh, particular mishap that I saw from another doctor in the area uh, who did a facelift and then injected Botox only a few days later, and the person was paralyzed. Now, this actually goes to the uh, the wow. the last person who called also about how long Botox can last. I did see a permanent Botox injury. Uh, not I didn't create I didn't create it. Thank you. Uh, but I took care of a woman who had a facelift and then had Botox very shortly, a few days later. And she got the whole side of her face paralyzed when Botox was injected around her uh, crow's feet. And how could that possibly have happened? Because the facelift opened up tissue planes, you know, and the Botox probably just drifted right to where the nerve comes out of the skull and destroyed it right there. And, you know, so that taught me an awful lot. It was never anything that I would do before that, but I would never inject Botox at the time of surgery, or even for a short period afterwards, I generally wait about a month after. Now, it can be injected the day before your surgery. That doesn't make a difference. But there are these little nuances that your doctor needs to understand. Uh, so with Botox, we don't want to do it at the time of surgery. No. Uh, what about lasers? Well, often I will do a laser of, let's say, the eyelids uh, when we're doing a facelift. It becomes a logistic question uh, and, and a question of what someone wants to go through. Usually, usually, I separate the surgery from the non-invasive procedures. You come in for the non-invasive procedures. You drive yourself. You drive yourself home. Uh, there's minimal rec- recovery. When we're talking about lasers or Althera or fillers or Botox or peels, those are usually done in the office. And we do reserve, I do reserve the the real procedures, meaning facelifts and eyelid lifts and brow lifts and rhinoplasties, things like that, for the operating room. All right, Cheryl.
6: Well, that's great, and thank you for an amazing show and learning so much. And I will definitely come see you.
2: Well, thank you very much. I look forward to meeting you. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Berry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on wabc and uh, today we're talking about all sorts of topics we're talking about tattoos and uh, and how we get rid of them and uh you know so uh so let's finish up that discussion of tattoos uh the laser that we use can be uh you know i had a question at the break actually in an email everybody likes to email me no one likes to talk on the radio either but anyway the email said does it hurt Real simple question. Uh, You know, most of these lasers are uncomfortable but not terrible, and most of the lasers, like uh, for hair removal or for tattoo removal or red mark removal, will use something called Emla cream. Emla is uh, lidocaine cream, and we put it on the skin for about a half an hour beforehand, and it numbs you up. We also use uh, this little chiller device that uh, cools the skin a bit, and when it does that, uh, then uh, it it hurts less, so these are uh, i 've I've actually had a few things zapped off of me uh, with the with the uh, laser it 's the yag laser also for red marks that 's the one that I did on TV on the dr Oz show i I lasered dr. oz and uh, he sort of feigned pain, actually, it was real pain he, it hurt him, but it 's not terrible and and men do much worse than women, and we all know that <laughs> men are worse patients than women, women have a much higher pain threshold, but with a little bit of uh, maybe some tylenol beforehand with some ama cream. Uh, these things are not uncomfortable. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. The music means they're going to yank me right out of the studio in just a few seconds. Thanks so much for listening to me. We're going to be off next week for Memorial Day, but I'll be back in two weeks. Call me during the week at the office, 212-753-1820. Check me out on Facebook and perryplasticsurgery.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.
0: This program was sponsored by Dr. Perry's Skin Industries, LLC. The views expressed by the preceding program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinions of 77WABC or Cumulus Media.